0: Listen, there is something different about you. You stand out. You don't have the option of not believing in yourself. You are unique. Your voice, talent, gift, business, and personality are necessary now. Hello, welcome to About This Life with me, your host, Anne-Marie about this life is intentional, about having conversations to manifest the life we want. No more regrets, only lessons learned, no more fantasies and dreaming of what could be, let's make it happen. And sometimes this means letting go of mindsets, healing some of our wounds in order to create a new way to experience this gift called life and to thrive y'all. That's what it's about. That's what's up, as the young people would say. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome Eric Williams. Eric is an author. In fact, it is his words that I just quoted at the beginning of the show. Welcome, Eric.
1: Well, thank you. I, I You know, that was powerful. I believed it.
0: You believed it. I, I'm glad <laughs> you did because it. you wrote it.
1: <laughs> that, that was good. I, I That was powerful. I didn't even know that was one of mine. But thank you.
0: That was that was one of yours, but you know what? Let's let's tune into this because you, you're an author and all of that. You have something called Ethought and I wanted to take a look at Great Morning. Who said it had to be good? Where could you come up with that title?
1: <laughs> you know it. Thank you for asking that question. First of all, thank you for having me. You have an excellent podcast voice. We were in a community together. The Yes. Uh, David Burr's Academy. And so that's where we.
0: Shout begin. out to David Burris. Yay. Yes.
1: What up? <laughs> and so back to your question. Great morning. Who said it had to be good? You know, people would always say good morning, good morning, good morning. And it just dawned on me one day. It's like, you know, your words have power. Your words frame your world. So who said you had to have a good morning? If we can just say good morning, why not have a great morning or whatever you wanted to deem it? Amazing morning, a marvelous morning, a fabulous morning, because your words can frame your day and frame your world. So I just wrote it. I was like, great morning. Who said it had to be good? And I just took a bunch of inspirational thoughts, anecdotes, stories, quotes, scripture, prayer, and put them in a book. So so it's a daily devotional.
0: So it's a daily devotional. And so you put all these inspiration in a thought. And I'm thinking in terms of this title, because it hit me a little bit different. I didn't even make the connection between good morning and great morning. So so thank you for that explanation. But I'm thinking about there are people who live in that space. There's this routine of life. You know, mm-hmm. you go to work, then you go home and repeat. And it becomes sort of monotonous on some occasion. How does your book in terms of uh, the quotes and the scripture, how does it inspire you to get out of that rock?
1: It inspires you because one, it has reference for different categories in your life. So whatever you are, whatever stage of life you're in, I put something in there, hopefully that would speak to whatever phase you're in. For instance, it has marriage, relationships, uh, purpose, fear, motivation, understanding, finances, just daily things that we go through. So every day, you should pick up something that's in reference to where you are in life, and then it has a story there to motivate you, to inspire you, hopefully to inspire you to aspire to something, and then it it's also coupled with a scripture, to back it up, with a prayer, a confession, a quote, and it gives you a call to action.
0: Okay. So that's, that's where it's going what to be. It's a call to action because you have to do something with the information that you just picked up, that you just learned, right? Right.
1: Absolutely. So you want to implement what it is that you've read, what it is that you've meditated on so that you you can change your world. Nothing changes if you don't change something.
0: Okay. How about that? Nothing changes if you don't change something. So you have a podcast and I want to hear more about your podcast. And then you just finished this 21 day you promise challenge. Oh, by the way, did I say you were a coach, a transformational coach? So we have all transformational coach. Talk to us, Eric, about your e-thought in this 21-day You Promised Challenge.
1: Well, it all starts out of clarity. Most people do not have clarity of who they are and what their assignment is and what their call and their purpose is into this world. And so my trek begins with clarity, finding out who I am. and, And my life now, my assignment is to help those transform, to live their best life, to maximize their potential, to increase their success, to unlock their potential so that they can be the best version of themselves. Because as you stated earlier, our life becomes routine. We come home, we work, we come home, we eat, we sleep, we start the cycle all over and we're not fulfilled because there's more to us. Your job, your career can be your purpose, but you have to clarify that and know that so e-thoughts and all of those things that I'm doing is just to help people become the better version of themselves. Me, like everyone else, life happens, divorce, move back home, had to start over, uh, you know, it life lives. And so, mm-hmm. but again, you have to make transitions. It's not what happens to you, but it's what happens for you. Because being a believer, we know all things work together for the good. So I don't get stuck into what's happening. I'm looking for the good. That's what eThoughts and and the podcast and those things are to inspire, to educate, to entertain. I call it infotainment because I'm entertained. I think I'm an entertainer. One of my bucket lists is to do stand-up. Put that on the bio too.
0: (laughs) That would be interesting.
1: (laughs) I think I'm a funny guy. So maybe not everybody else does I love humor. I love to laugh.
0: You love to laugh. And, you know, laughter is married to the soul. So amen for laughter. It uplifts us. I have a friend who talks about hunting for the good and hunting Mm. for the good every single day. And so what you just said resonated for me because, you know, you're going to have this day. And he would always say, you know, when you wake up, hunt for the good. And in these times, you know, there's so much talk about inspirational quotes and affirmations and what you tell yourself and even healing your inner child, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you get through to the point of clarity? You don't want to give away the store, but give us a little teaser in terms of You're speaking to Anne Marie. How are you going to help me clarify my purpose?
1: I would ask you again, what is your passion? That's always a a starting Mm -hmm. point. What irritates you? What problems do you feel like you can solve? What would you do for free if you didn't get paid for it that you love to do? And then what people are drawn to you because you're here to solve a problem. So all that presents itself to clarity. And you write those things down and and you begin to, you can even ask other people, how do you see me? When people call you, what do they call you for? Is it advice? Is for your niceness? Is it for your your abruptness? Whatever it is, that's a clue to clarity for what the problem you are placed in the world to solve. Uniquely you.
0: So let me ask you this because I have another quote from you. It says most people rise to the level to solve their problem and never to the level of reaching their potential. Most people rise to the level to solve their problem and never to the level of reaching their potential. Give us some insight.
1: If you think about your human nature, you just want to, to minimize the pain. So, once you solve your problem, that's usually the solution. And that's usually where you leave it at that point versus reaching your full potential. So, your potential may not just be to solve that problem, that may be a clue to something bigger that you're assigned to. But most people will say, uh, you know, if I got out of debt or if I paid the bills and emergency, I solved that problem versus saying, how can I build something? How can I construct something? How can I change my life so that I'm not in this position again? And they never aspire to that potential. They rest in the solution for now and not look for the next.
0: They rest in the solution for now and not look. What was that last part? And not Not look look for the next. And not look for the next. They're I not the,
1: hunting for the good, as you said. They're not hunting for the
0: good. Yes. And I hear the sales in you, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did spend years as a sales
0: manager. They're not looking for the next. Oh, my goodness. So the goal is to really, I've got a problem. I've solved my problem. Praise God. Cause we like, you know, our problems to be handled. But then we're looking for the next thing. And, you know, Eric, I follow you on media, okay? okay? You clean up nice. You know, I have seen you in a suit. <laughs> okay? I, I
1: try to do I try to do a good presentation. Thank you.
0: See you in the suit. And then I, I happen to know that you're an entrepreneur. I am. And you have this brand called Detroit Made. Yes. Yeah. Detroit made though it focuses, it seems to me, on a niche. And that niche, should I call it leisure or you know, we think about jocking suits or like you're casual, you're out and about running, apparel. you want to look good, you know, something like that. It's yeah. about Detroit made. How was that born? Detroit
1: made, made. In Detroit, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the Detroit official slogan. Our- Official greeting when I say when well, you know somebody from Detroit they say what up though what up though there you go so when I say what up though you have to say what up though <laughs> No what, good. Okay,
0: let me try it again cue me again one more time ready? yeah I'm ready hey, you, I would say like are hey, you from the D what up though <laughs> so <laughs>
1: that's the, that's how I know you're from the D not Dallas which is trying to take our place but the original
0: okay, industry. gotcha.
1: <laughs> but that's Detroit. Detroit is about resilience. Detroit is about uh being innovative. Detroit is the motor city. is where you get your automobiles originally. Detroit is motile. Detroit is not so much the place as it is the people. And that's what we're about resilience as the automobile industry collapsed as it began to leave the city. We had to find other resources of income, of the resources to generate taxes. We went into bankruptcy and we came out of bankruptcy. And now we're one of the most beautiful cities after bankruptcy. So being from Detroit, knowing our resilience, even in my own life, as I alluded to being divorced, moving back home, even losing my job, you know, one, one email sent me packing. So I had to reinvent myself doing real estate. And I've always had this in my mind. And I was like, I, I want to do something for Detroit. And shout out to Detroit versus everybody that went global. That's another brand out there. And there's enough room for everybody. And I just want to do something to represent us and represent us in a positive light that speaks to our character, our resilience, our perseverance. We're Detroit made. We're a real city, real people. And I launched. Didn't know what Mm -hmm. I was doing. Didn't know where to buy a t-shirt, a hoodie, a print job, bumps and bruises. But we're here.
0: But you hear, but you hear. What a beautiful story of resiliency. So help me climb out of the dark, okay? Help me get to the light because you mention it like in passing, but for so many people who are listening, things like divorce can be life-altering, right? Things like health issues can be life-altering. Losing your job and you are a provider for your family, Mm -hmm. that's, that's not light stuff, Eric. So I imagine, you know, been on this earth for a few years that you're in a dark place or when the bottom drops from under you, how do you climb out of that darkness? How do you get up and go and say, you know what, this happens, but it's not the end of my story. How do you get to a place where you say, I have more I can do more. It's going to be difficult, but I'm going to go for it.
1: That's an excellent question, And I don't think there's a standardized answer would be, but some of the principles that you have to utilize is one. you have to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. When you hold things in, that begins to bring about stress that brings about disease, which is simply just being dis-eased. So you're in a dis place and you wanna acknowledge it because if you don't acknowledge it, then you don't know how to treat it. You don't know what your triggers, what your traumas are. You may be the offended, you may be the offendee in the I- divorce, but you have to offer yourself grace and forgiveness in whatever situation you're in. If it's a bad diagnosis, you have to surround yourself with people that Mm. can speak life into you Mm. and the main thing is you have to remember your why Mm. your why has to become your driving force my children are my life so they needed me they didn't in my situation i don't get emotional but in my situation they didn't ask for that Mm -hmm. so now I have to adjust and life has to adjust to adjust for them as well. So they become my why. How can I make the best of a bad situation? And Mm -hmm. healing is a process. Mm -hmm. Most times you didn't get here overnight. So you don't get out overnight. But the the apostle Paul wrote, "Forgetting those things which are behind,
0: I press.
1: You have to get in the press.
0: And the press is
1: the mindset shift it's a mindset shift you win the battle in your mind and, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to go on and on but it, it's it's oh, it's, please a mindset,
0: go. Please go. <laughs> it's a mindset
1: a mindset shift and, and, and culturally now society now we're just w- mental illness is real but I think a lot of us are just accepting it because it's trendy and Again, you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you have to put something else in your mind. Yes, you can have chemical imbalances. Yes, you can have traumas and triggers. Yes, you can be oppressed, but that's not where you have to stay and accept it. You can say, this is where I am, but this is not where I'm going to end up. So you got to get, he said, as it's again, get in the press, you're in the press. And then as you begin to get in the press, you're going to hit certain marks celebrate those marks mm-hmm. and then i guarantee yeah. you there's a prize waiting for you when you obtain the prize you'll see that all things work together again for our good doesn't mean good. it was good Doesn't mean it didn't feel good didn't mean that it tastes touch see hear, felt good mm-hmm. but eventually you'll see the good because that's all god can do
0: he can take your mess and turn it into a blessing and turn it into a blessing. Yes. And it reminds me of Joyce Myers in her ministry. And she used to talk about the battlefield of your mind. And, yes. you know, Yolanda Adams singing, the battle is not yours. Mm-hmm. And so if you remember whose you are, yes. therein lies your hope in terms yes. of being able to rise up for another day. But I like what you said about press. You know, that's even encouraging me. You know, you press forward, even when you don't know where you're going, you know, even though you don't know how you're going to get there. And then God just, he does his thing. He opens doors and pathways for you. And it goes
1: back to what you were saying earlier. Again, once we solve the problem, we stop, but mm -hmm. you got to keep pressing because Mm -hmm. after this is going to be something else. But if you have not shifted your mind, Mm -hmm. then you'll allow that next thing to take you out as well. I always say and I don't want to minimize anything but I always say you know what life is not that bad you know mm-hmm. what we especially in our western culture mm-hmm. we say we we we're oppressed and we're sitting on the couch watching Netflix you know the oppression for me is being in the Gaza strip and having yeah. to walk away and not having electricity anything and just leaving and not knowing where you're going
0: yes or, or when you're going to
1: eat when you're going to simply eat, you can't wash up at a regular, you can't get medicine, you can't... That's a different level than sitting at home saying, I wish I had a Birkin bag or whatever. it
0: is." Right, right. We just
1: have to put things in perspective. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I think we overemphasize things and it's really not that bad. You can go to the ATM and get some money. Some people can't. Mm -hmm. they are orphans in Africa that never knew their parents.
0: But isn't it though about... In terms of our society, especially Western culture, isn't that because we focus so much on ourselves uh, versus thinking about outside of ourselves, what the next person outside is going through? Is is that part of it?
1: I would definitely concur with that. We're self-centered.
0: Mm-hmm. Me,
1: our prayers ourselves, centered oftentimes our prayer are about things we need, and even. Christ on the cross said, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was still focused on, he was focused on his mother, saying, Mother, behold thy son, forgive them for they know not what they do. So to be more like him is to be less self-centered and be more selfless.
0: To be Learn more to serve less. others. So your, a-
1: your purpose is not just for you to accumulate things you can, but your purpose is to serve God and serve others. Love God, love yourself
0: and love others. And love others. Mm-hmm. And you serve others. So, so I hear a little bit of preacher in you. I
1: am. I am a preacher as well. Yes.
0: You are <laughs> a preacher as well. So I've got author. I've got entrepreneur. <laughs> I have sales. I didn't put in there that real estate. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So I hear preacher. And I want to talk about some music. You know, old mm-hmm. school or new school.
1: Old school. Old I can't. School. <laughs> I can't comprehend the new school. I, I'm trying. <laughs> just the other day, I put on The Breakfast Club. I said, "You know what? Let me catch up." And it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. You know.
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I just, you know, I want to stay relevant to, but some degree.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I have this challenge. It came about synergist- synergistically. Am I saying the word even correctly? I'm. I'm an English teacher, and so one of the things. 50th anniversary of hip hop yeah. and so i don't know who these young artists are that the kids listen to <laughs> and i'm saying guys do you even know who mc light is That's right. so, like they know queen latifah but do you know yeah. Nods? do you know you know black eyed peas like you know right. can we be there? and so we were joking around i was joking around with the kids and we said and i said to myself gonna have them do a research project because what I said to them was I might not know the artists that you listen to but I guarantee you they sampled from the artists I listened to One. so I want you to find out who were their influences and you music is all around you Eric and yes. you have had the opportunity to work with royalty in yes. terms of music tell us a little bit about that <laughs>
1: Oh, man! One started with my dad. My dad's a keyboardist and taught piano lessons for some of the people, greatest people in this area, in the Detroit area. So music was always a part of my life. My brother played drums. He was a founding member of the group commission. So, you know, I was always around music and uh, I did role managing for the Grammy war- winning brothers, the Winans, for years traveled the world. Best times of my life in my twenties. Traveled with Donnie McClurkin a little bit, and a little later on, as he became famous, wrote a few songs and had the pleasure of having them recorded. One of my mentors, Pastor Marvin Winans, on his last project did one of my songs, and he sang it. I I was like, okay, I can I if you want to come and get me, Lord, I'm I'm good. Be, that's on my bucket list. You can come. I'm I, I I've ascended to the highest height of music because I just think he's iconic and people like him don't come along but once in a lifetime there's Michael Jackson there's Prince there's yeah there's Stevie Wonder those kind of talents are iconic
0: but you know you said like you traveled around like it's so light but you told me once that you have like a gold record and I was like (laughs) you have a gold record I have, a gold the record. Record.
1: <laughs> have a gold record We're hanging on my wall working with the winings we worked so hard to get gold record that was one of the industry standards and it was hard in gospel i think only andre cross maybe edwin hawkins had done it so we worked really hard trying to cross over the ccm market doing good things as a reward for my untiring work with the group they presented me with a gold record for return with uh that's the one with his time with teddy riley and friend with aaron the members guy talking about hip-hop teddy riley of course is, is hip-hop and,
0: Amen. Uh, cool stories
1: that you know teddy teddy would come to some of the bigger st- stages when we do new york and la mm-hmm. and he'd come out and he'd do the rap it's time to make that change do the so when he wasn't there i would do the rap so,
0: okay
1: yeah i would do the rap i'll put my glasses on because we kind got a similar in stature and hey, man, uh-huh. people be screaming. Ah, then, they probably, then they finally figure out
0: that ain't no Teddy Riley.
1: <laughs> 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 and the group would call me Eddie Wiley. You know, it's like you did good tonight, Eddie Wiley. And that's just some of the funny. But stuff
0: you had them did. going. You had them oh, going. Yeah, so, that, so now I can see why you wanted to do the comedy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I love, I love entertaining people and just and making people feel good. And then some days when Teddy would come. I would come out first and then he come out to the second. So then people would really go crazy because I, I warmed them up. Then I'd be like, let and tell me, Dirty Old grandmothers be
0: like, ah, my babies love you.
1: Good times, good times. I mean, great times. I, I traveled the world. It was great.
0: Detroit must love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I love Detroit. I'm Detroit made. You yes, know, Detroit
0: had- must love you.
1: In the 80s 90s love you. Detroit 80s 90s was a gospel mecca we had the wines the Clark Sisters Commission Thomas Whitfield Nessa Bell Donald Vales we were cooking yeah you know? mm-hmm. we was that cooking.
0: that is amazing so what I'm hearing in this conversation we are having, I'm hearing multiple streams of income as a possibility yes. for your life yes. I'm hearing do the things that you love in terms of finding passion. I'm hearing uh, that word press is going to stay with me, Mm -hmm. that sometimes you just have to press forward and and press into it. And I'm hearing faith and a belief in God, and you got to have some scripture in your soul, in your heart. So as we close out, I want to throw out two words to you, and then I'm going to ask you a question before we close, okay?
1: Uh Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, these two words when i say the word just what thoughts come to mind legacy
1: my children my grandchildren my great-grandchildren
0: amen amen second chances grace Uh, Mm.
1: grace it's unlimited it's unmerited and you can't control it and it's available to all who receive it grace
0: amen and here's my question You show up for others. You show up for your family. You show up for your church. You show up for your business. You show up in all of these different things that you do. How do you show up for yourself? What do you give to Eric?
1: That's an awesome question. I am really transparently, to be transparent and vulnerable, I'm really just learning to show up for myself. That means saying no. That means taking time for yourself, taking trips for yourself. That means doing things that settle you and make and allow you to revive and regenerate. Uh, if it's a walk, if it's going to the water, we surrounded by the Great Lakes. So those, those kinds of things are self-care for me. But I'm really just learning because as an African-American Black male, we always try to go and do so that we can get a leg up. And sometimes if you're sick, you can't motivate, you can't be, I don't know the word I'm looking for, you can't produce. Mm-hmm. So you have to take time. Okay. And I heard, I'm leaving with this on this note. Let me just say this. Kenneth Copeland uh, was tired and real quickly, and, and he said, I'm mm-hmm. tired. And God told him, he said, well, Kenneth, you must be better than me because I rested at least 52 times a year. So two not <laughs> doing 52 times a year, you're, you're doing better than me. So you got to put that, you got to schedule your rest.
0: You have to schedule your rest. And that's so important because you have this whole idea of pressing because you got to keep going and we could have a whole episode in terms of being a man, Uh, right? Right. And what all of that entails. And then, but you got to give yourself permission to rest.
1: Yes. And, and labor to enter the rest and trust the rest. And trust the rest. rest. Yes. I like that.
0: Except the rest. Eric, how do people get in touch with you? What's your IG or what's the name of your podcast if they want to follow you or buy your book? Talk to us sure. again.
1: <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. Number one, you have been absolutely great and it's good to reconnect and everybody like, share, subscribe. Yes. She's going to be on YouTube shortly. Like, share, <laughs> subscribe so she can grow and reach the world again. Uh, So you can reach me, I'm on all social medias, Eric Detroit Made, with K E R I K Detroit Made, so that's easy to find. My book is either on my website, which is DetroitMadeInc.com, DetroitMadeInc.com, or it's on Amazon, you can go on Amazon and get it as well. That's how you can reach me. Um, I have my podcast, I'm relaunching, so it'll be out probably November. It's called eThought Conversations, it's engaging educational, entertaining conversations with people who make a difference in this world. It's going to be great. Look out for it. I'm launching my coaching business coming soon, ericwilliams.com, as I'm now a certified speaker, a premier speaker, and a certified transformation clarity coach. I want to help you get to the next level. So there's a lot going on, but to yeah. much is giving much required.
0: <laughs> and I thank you. I thank you for being my guest. I am Anne Marie, host of About This Life, where we are changing our lives one day at a time.